I remember watching the 2019 team get fourth, and I knew mm. watching that 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 was something I wanted to be a part of. And so I hope you know our incoming freshmen and you know the other babies are seeing that too and feeling that same way. You just said incoming babies. all right welcome to social kick everyone i am dr john mullen physical therapist who is losing his voice so we'll do what we can to get by um we have a partial crew here the historian luke paddington and we're excited to have two university of louisville studs and i know they'll correct me on how i pronounce louisville here shortly we have gabby alviero and christy regenauer how are you two doing very good (laughs) Excellent. Well, we're going to first get going with some audience questions here. If you ever have questions for any of our guests, um, make sure you follow us at Social Kick Swim on all the socials here. So, Gabby, what is your favorite Starbucks drink? Ooh, if it's in the morning, got to be an iced vanilla latte with oat milk. If it's like midday, probably a strawberry refresher. Christy, how about you? My go-to is just always an iced vanilla latte. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, that question is from K Fox one zero one one three. Next, Julia Dennis. You two may know her. Wants to know who is your favorite relay mate. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't feel forced to say anyone. Yeah, you can't. You can't pick. But I mean, we have a lot of fun. We call ourselves the Princesses. I'm sure we'll get into that eventually. But uh, me, Christy, Julia, and Ella Welch. We're kind of a little princess pack, but there's a couple more as well. So it really, they're all fun. We all have a good time. All right. Now, maybe a harder one. Avery Borbash wants to know, and we'll start with you, Christy. What's your most favorite book and quote of all time? Oh, geez. Oh, geez. <laughs> My favorite book would probably be The Stand by Stephen King. It's really long, but really good. And quote, oh. I don't really have one. <laughs> okay i'm currently reading a court of thorns and roses which is like this huge fantasy thing i've never read fantasy before but i already know it's probably gonna be my favorite i'm basically done with it so that's probably my favorite and a quote um i heard this from one of our old mental health people professionals that was um courage is not the absence of fear but the mastery of it and i always that one always stuck with me Nice. Love it. Yeah. All right. Next question comes from our intern, Greg from South Africa. He wants to know if you could invite any celebrity to join your team for a swim practice, who would it be and why? Gabby, who's going to be that celeb on deck with you? Well, I would have to say Justin Bieber. I'm a Justin Bieber. (laughs) And I feel like he's pretty athletic. He goes to like hockey games and just plays hockey. So I feel like he could throw down probably the 50 free. Oh, there you go. All right. What what do we think Justin Bieber can go in a 50 yard free? Gabby, let's throw a number out there. I don't know. Probably like, I don't know, 25. No way. Chris, what do you think? Sometimes our divers will do like a swim relay. And you'd be surprised just how like boys, athletic boys, can just like naturally fake. Two laps. Fake a swim. Yeah. So I feel like I have faith in it. Luke, what do you think? <laughs> 45 seconds. Head up. Yeah. Yeah. 
that one. All right. Well, Christy, who's your celebrity on the pool deck? So our team's been really into Pitbull this year. Uh, we went to his concert earlier on this year, so I think I'd invite Pitbull and just have him put on a concert for us, and we'd go Dang crazy. Right. That'd be so fun. All right. Christy, another one for you about, I guess, celebrities. If if the team were to star in a movie about your swimming adventures, who would play each of you in the film, and what genre would the film be? Oh, jeez. Would have to be a drama. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Serena and Blair. Yeah. Do you guys know Gossip Girl? Yeah. Yeah. Christy's watched it all the way through like 12 times, but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's pretty similar to our lives. Just, I mean, being college girl, we've got drama left and right. So, for real. Maybe Serena and Blair. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Christy, if you can add one event to the Olympics, what would it be? Swimming event, that is. I think 50s of each stroke would be really fun. Like, I'd love to do a 50 fly long course. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gabby, same answer or something different? Maybe like, well, have you, you guys have seen when they do like the 2IM mystery? Yeah. And like, yeah. The person gets a different one. I just think that is so fun to watch. I guess it wouldn't really be like fair necessarily, but I think it would be so fun because it's so funny when like someone's winning and then they have breaststroke laps and just seeing how it changes every lap. So I think that would be fun, but maybe not realistic. I thought you guys would say the four by 50 free. I mean, yeah, that's That's (laughs) it. There you go. (laughs) All right. Last one here from Caroline Barrett. And we'll start with you, Gabby, and get some heart, heart, heart uh, strings being pulled here. What's your favorite memory of you two together at Louisville? Oh, my gosh. We have so many. Um, but the first one that comes to mind is just NCAAs last year. Our team finished top four, which is just something I know we had both dreamed about all of our years here. So just to share that together. And it was the best meet of both of our lives. I would probably shoot agree. So just to share that and know that it was for our team and not for just ourselves and to do it together is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree with that one. I mean, there's really no topping that. And I feel like being in a finals together, like, yes, it's so nervous and stressful, but knowing Gabby was in the same heat as me, I was like, okay, like we got this together. So that and all the relays as well. Always good times. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. So, well, well, let's go where we are now. So it's February 10th for those who are listening. It's a Saturday morning. Talk to me about what you just finished doing. Do you guys have morning practice? What did you do? What kind of work are you putting in right now? And what's the plan for ACCs, et cetera? So we just finished practice like 30 minutes ago. Um, yeah. Today we did kind of, we call it efforts, but basically just like a mock meet. Um, you pick the events that are important to you that you want to practice. And you don't necessarily do the whole event. So, like, for me, I did a 75 butterfly, and then I did a 53 straight up. I think you did 75. I do. 75 free. 75 free and a broken 100 fly, and then a 50 free off a roll. So just, like, breaking it down so you can execute little things, not necessarily worried about the time. So that's what we did today, which is super fun. And you just, like, warm up on your own, just, like, as if you were at a meet, getting that kind of mindset. And then we leave for ACCs. next Sunday so coming up here soon and so 
the volume is definitely dropping a little bit. We're getting excited, but we know there's a bigger picture after ACC. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. And with this type of practice, are you guys uh, suited up? And how do you try to make it as much a meet environment as possible? I know some teams are being creative about like, you know, call rooms or ready rooms and walkouts and things like that. Are you guys uh, doing any of those things or talk us more about how you're trying to simulate, you know, ACC's or NCAA environment? Uh, we don't really do any of the ready room type stuff. That's a good <laughs> idea. But I feel like it's more just like mentally trying to get there. And like this morning I woke up and went through what I'll do at ACC's morning just so like, so I'm ready for that. And it's like comforting so that when I go get to ACC's, it's like, oh, I've done this a thousand times before. So it's more just like the mental rehearsal, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And that is suited. That's a, I didn't yeah. say that. That's suited. Okay, cool. Yeah. And by the way, I love doing 75s. It's amazing. I think 75 should be an Olympic event. It means so good. <laughs> that's why you feel good. In fact, we had Erin Gemmel on, and her answer to that question of what event to add to the Olympics, she said 153, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, non-event. A- um, so yeah, t- talk to us about therefore what, what this week is. How rested are you two particularly going to be for ACCs? You know, or are you going to go right down and then go back and come back down again? What's your macro cycle for the next month? Yeah, so we're definitely not going to just train through ACCs. Um, our mentality is kind of like why not swim fast when you can swim fast? I mean, I went three best times last year at ACC. So Mm -hmm. I think just not wasting an opportunity to race and be in that environment. And it's great practice for when we're going to do it a month after that. Um, But also we know that ACC is not our end all be all and that, you know, we're not going to sell our soul to get to that meet. Um, So it's, it's challenging to focus on both, but we do a really good job when we get back from ACCs, you know, going back up, getting back into the work a little bit. And then drop me again, but it's not after four years, like we're pretty much pros at that cycle. So it's, it's fun. No, I like it. Where is it this year? Um, Greensboro. Greensboro. Okay. You know the pool well. Um, and, and it is a mental game though, right? Like you go there and you're like, oh my God, X from say a school in Virginia. That's pretty good at swimming. Just drop this. Oh my God. Were they rested? Uh, was I not rested? It's a mind game that you play. And, and how do you deal with that? approach of focusing on yourself yet seeing what others are doing the first time you're racing them like at pack 12s last year i remember cal got destroyed by asu and then a couple of weeks later they came back and they beat asu at, at nc's you know and they were confident in themselves how you guys approach mentally racing against your premier competition at your conference meet um i think the way i view it is just kind of like it's good practice i mean virginia is yeah. really good and they dominate NCAs as well. So ACCs is a great setup to just like practice swimming against them, which a lot of other teams don't have the opportunity to do. Um, And then personally, like I stay off social media. I don't follow Swim Mm -hmm. Swam, no offense to them. I just want to focus on myself and my team. And I think just keeping the focus on our team and ourselves is what helps us succeed and not get too stressed out about what other people are doing. Perfect. Yeah, and ultimately... ACC's is just like a benchmark for us to see where we're at and see what needs to change. Like I said, like it's not the end all be all. So it's just kind of another way to see where we are and see the progress that we've made thus far. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. uh, Just to piggyback on what Luke said, I was at the PAC 12 men's and when ASU beat Cal, I mean, they were, 
you know, going wild. They haven't beat them in so many years and all that. So, like you said, this is not the end-all, be-all. But do you have, like, a team goal at ACCs at all? Or is it all just, okay, this is, like you said, we just want to get qualified and get as many as we can qualified for, for the main meet? I think our goal every year at ACCs has just been to score more points than the year before. And that really helps to put the focus just on ourselves because ultimately we can't control anything that happens other than the effort and the execution that we put in. So just trying to score more more points and be the best Louisville swimming team that we can that year. So. All right. So, so anything different for you two? Anything different? Any different events? Any different uh, race strategies? Have you tried? To, have you decided to put two more kicks in the underwaters off each wall? Anything different you guys have tried and you're looking forward to execute? Yeah, rumor is you're both doing 200 breast. Is that true? <laughs> That's a new <laughs> I don't have enough time in the meat for that. <laughs> yeah, Christy, do you know what your best long course 200 breast time is listed on like, uh, what is that, swim cloud? <laughs> Did I get under three minutes? That was my goal, I remember. <laughs> I think it was 259. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they did their research. I'll have to spend that one more time. So. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anything new. Nothing. Yeah. Like, I guess new that I would share. It's kind of, you know, it's no, for sure. <laughs> um, I did, I've been doing two fly more this year yeah. than ever, which is funny because I thought I was done with it. But I feel like every time I swim it, it gives me more confidence for my hundred, just huh. knowing like I don't have to turn around and do four more laps. Um, and it also is fun to do like fifties, 200 pace, and then go into fifties, hundred pace and feel yeah. the difference between those two. I feel like that's helped my hundred fly a lot. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing anything different, just same three events. Um, but I think just focusing on executing those and not getting so like stressed out that I can't execute them. So yeah, nothing too different. What, what was it like being, what was it like being, on the final 53 last year, you guys were, were top eight in, in 53 and your teammates coming on. And it was an event that had a lot of attention on it as well, you know, for fast swimming, you know, and you guys were riding the mix. What was that like? And how would you, what's your learnings from that, Christy? Especially you, you just said about dealing with the tension that maybe and handling it now, you're now a fifth year. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think there's almost less pressure now. Like I've done it once. I have the confidence that I can do it again. Not to sound yeah. cocky or anything, but... Um, and also just being a fifth year and knowing it's my last NCAA, it's just having a new sense of gratitude and being like, I don't have to do this. I get to do this and kind of using mm. that to just swim free is what we like to call it. Nothing to lose, nothing to prove. So. And yeah. I like it. Gabby. Uh-huh. Same? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think just keeping it light. I feel like for me, things start to go bad when I take everything too serious and I've made a lot of friends on all the other teams. So I feel like in the ready room, you know, I know all these girls. These are all my friends. So then to have Christy in there also, it's like, okay, this is actually my really good friend <laughs> who knows me well. Um, just keeps the vibes light. And I don't think too far ahead when I'm, you know, about to swim. It's just I know what to do. This is what I do every day. Whatever yep. happens, I give it my best. And at that meet, you know, we were fighting for something bigger than our own swim. So I think that took a lot of the – pressure off personally but also you know put a little more pressure on internally because you wanted to do it for more than yourself um but i think that's such a carrying factor 
to make you push harder when you know it's for 30 girls on the sidelines. Agreed. Yeah, the fourth place finish was was huge. I mean, God, when I was swimming 15 years ago, 20 years ago, who would have thought Louisville fourth place at NCs? I don't think that was even a possibility in most people's minds to now, like you said, that as a huge accomplishment. So what do you think that leaves um, on the program, not just for this year, but, but moving forward as well? Because you're a senior in a fifth year. Clearly, your time's about up here at Louisville. So what type of impact do you feel it has for future recruiting classes and Louisville moving forward? Well, I just think about that meet when it ended and, you know, we were all celebrating. We had the trophy like in our hotel room, just taking pictures of it, whatever. And even that night we were saying like, we can get third next year. And it wasn't like, mm-hmm. like we're satisfied with this. Like <clears throat> we were hype about it, but it wasn't like we're not yeah. satisfied with just getting fourth. We were already thinking about a year to come. So I think that showed a lot for the underclassmen, like that they want to do more, that they're hungry for more. And I hope that that will just continue to trickle down all the classes. I remember watching the 2019 team get fourth and I knew Mm. watching that, that that was something I wanted to be a part of. And so I hope, you know, our incoming freshmen and, you know, the other babies are seeing that too and feeling in that same way. You just said incoming babies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we call. I mean, if you're committed, you're just a little baby card. Like we just call them the babies. I mean, they're like five years. Yeah, they're, they <laughs> are babies. She's like baby Yoda or baby Groot. Okay. <laughs> well, Chrissy, what do you think it's gonna take for Louisville to, to you know move from fourth to third to second to first? Obviously. I think each peg gets harder and harder, especially in swimming where there's some some pretty dominant powerhouses there. Um, so what do you think it is going to take for Louisville to continue to make these steps to move up the ranks? I think the biggest thing would just be improving our relays um, mm. since the, for the most points, you know, just podium and every single one and trying to get as far up the podium as you can, obviously. And yeah, I mean, just trying to get as many people in the finals as possible. It's, it's a dogfight for sure. There's intense competition, but I think we have good classes coming in that can cover whoever's leaving and whatnot. And some people can step up and score some big points. So, talk us through the some of these people. So, give us some of the names that we don't know. Some of your of your babies that are going to be competing ACs. What are some of the names that we should be looking out for that may not? make a final but you know get that 1.2 point that you know there's some of the mind to get there that's important what are some names we should be looking out for for like incoming classes yeah no no like now like like you're, you're, oh, no. you're a freshman yeah you're a freshman yeah oh well i mean summer cardwell is the first one that comes to my mind she's um a freshman right now she does two free five free two fly really whatever we put her in wow and she just has a Sorry. she's just a little ball of sunshine like you'll see her smiling wherever she goes and i think that is so important in a sport like swimming that is so hard um, to have that kind of joy for the sport will take you far. I mean, I just get so excited to see what she can do because she doesn't even, she doesn't even know what she's (laughs) capable of. And once she figures that out, I mean, we're all screwed. Like we all should just get out of the lane. (laughs) (laughs) Is is that part of your role as seniors to to help show them that? Like we, we, last we had some Tennessee boys on recently we had this Martin Esperberger, 
And he doesn't realize how good he's gotten all of a sudden. And his teammate, Guy Karibi, had to say, no, dude, you're the shit. You're, you're lighting it up. You don't realize it. Do you, is that part of your role to help mentor, show, give confidence, and also encourage them? For sure. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Because you guys have been there. You've been to Pan Am Games. You've been yeah. to NCAA Finals. You know that stuff. You've been there. And you, you can recognize talent. You know, game seems game, basically. Yeah. To be yeah. honest, I wish I would have had more people instilling that in me. Um, mm. But I feel like, you know, my parents, I talk about my parents literally all the time just because yeah. I feel like they raised me like as perfect. Oh, got a notification. Um, they just raised me so well to be confident. And that's never really something I've struggled with, which I'm really grateful yeah. for. So I feel like just trying to pour that back into people, maybe in a way that I wish I had received early on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the coaches do a great job of instilling confidence in us, but it means so much more when it comes from, you know, someone sure. who's beating you in practice being like, hey, you have like a really great practice. Like you're doing this oh, yeah. and this really well. So I think that's something I've learned over my five years and something I try to really like think about before I tell someone something. Agreed. All right. Well, now we're going to get to know the Louisville team a little bit more. One reason why we like to have college teammates on is to show our audience, especially our international audience, kind of more about the the behind the scenes of college teams and, and really the connections that, that you build. So, Christy, who would you say is the class clown on the team? <laughs> it's um, her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think um, Ella and Julia have a really great sense of humor as well. And they're always like consistently in good moods, whereas some days, not often as much as I've gotten older, but some days I'll come in, I'm like, oh, like I'm just not in a good mood, whatever. But they're consistently cracking jokes and they're really good at keeping everyone's spirits high even when things aren't going our way. So those two as well as myself. <laughs> All right, Gabby, make your, make your case for Christy. I would have to say it's Christy and then our friend Maddie Hall. They, especially together, well, really anyone with either of them too. It's just you're watching Dumb and Dumber go at it. But um, it's a good vibe to practice. Lately, our newest joke has been Lego hands. I don't know. I haven't seen the Lego movie, but it's what's taken over our team. Just like acting as if you're a Lego person and like you can only move like stiff. Yeah, that's just really taken a toll on us. <laughs> All right, next, uh, Gabby, who's most likely to start a billion-dollar company? <clears throat> Probably Paige McCormick. Um, she's mm -hmm. like our NIL leader on our team. If you want an NIL deal, like, she'll get it for you. She'll help you write an email, whatever. Like, she has all of them, so probably her she's just smart and she knows how to talk to people she's networked her way into every little circle here in louisville so i would have to say Paige mccormick nice christy who's most likely to be late for practice <laughs> also <laughs> <laughs> no words necessary we're good <laughs> um, not late <laughs> It's like two minutes. Yeah, right, right on time. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cut it close, right? Yeah, I can't really think who else. Maybe Paige Hedrick, my roommate, Paige Hedrick. She's she's like me. We kind of leave the house a little bit later than everyone else. But I have a further distance to walk than them. So 
that's my defense. Define being on time for Arthur. Is being on time like if it's practice starts at 4 p.m. is when the when the red hand is on the four, you need to have ready to go and dive in the water or you walk on deck and you put in your cap on. What's being on time? No, we get there like 15 minutes. If practice starts at four, we're there at 345, like stretching, whatever. <laughs> and by like 403 at the minimum, we're already You're in the water. water. Okay. I'm taking it pushes a little, but right. Yeah. Normally yeah, yeah. 403. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Christy. You can't answer yourself here. So what other than yourself, what swimmer and specific race on the team are you most excited to see at ACs or ACCs or NCAAs? Mm, good question. Um, I'm really excited for Caroline's Barrett's hundred fly. Um, we've mm. been pushing each other and training together this whole season and I think she's built a lot of confidence and I'm excited to just watch her put a race together that I know she can just do something crazy. So I'm excited for that one. How about you, Gabby? I know you talked that, about. Some that was, yeah, that was also going to be my answer. Um, I just, she is from Denmark and she went there this winter for the Denmark nationals and she actually won. So I think just like coming back to the U S as a Denmark national champion, I think has put a lot of confidence in her that, we always knew she had in her. So I think it's just going to be really exciting for her, just like Summer, to really finally see that for herself, something that we've all always seen. All right. And Gabby, who is the most likely to be a swim coach on the team? Probably Christy. <laughs> Christy or Maddie Luther. She coaches now. Um, she coaches Cardinal Aquatics, which is actually the club team that my mom owns and the club team that I grew up on. And they train at our pool. So she coaches them after practice. And I know she likes it a lot. So I could also see her coaching. It won't be me, though. <laughs> you know, we, I remember we had, um, uh, I forgot who we, who we had on from Stanford who talked Maya about. Durado. Oh, yeah, Maya. Yeah. I remember Maya saying that you can just tell when somebody in a team is going to end up being a coach. Like they have so much passion for other people's performances. They're really good at leadership and mentorship. And Maya said that she doesn't really remember having too many teammates back at Stanford. She can identify like that. Um, you've had a famous alumni at Louisville who's now a, a coach at Notre Dame, right? Your, your associate head coach is a woman. You know, there are not many female head coaches in the NCAA Women's Division One. Not many. It's only like 16%. That's very rare. Um, Talk about like the value of having, you know, a, a female as a head coach. You guys have an associate head coach and, and, and what that brings to you on the table on deck, you know, um, even on a national team too, Gabby, you can talk about that too. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think our team would be our team without Steph. Like right. there's something to be said about like the organizational skills of a woman that maybe some men lack. So she keeps everyone on it and she also just brings like a love for the sport that like maybe men keep more to themselves right so she's just helped me in so many cases like i've come to her crying i've come to her smiling and she's always yeah. knows what to say and how to build me up and i think if it was all just men that we we're relying on we'd lack a little bit of that heart that yeah. she brings so, so grateful for Seth. I think, too, she's just been an awesome, awesome example of just a badass woman that, you know, isn't going to just lay down and take whatever is handed at her. Um, she fights for what she believes in and stands up for what is right and has always instilled that in us. 
And, um, I mean, for me personally, she's probably one of my biggest, you know, role models and honestly, like friends, um, just instilling confidence in me. Like I said, we all have inside, but just to hear it from other people who see the work you're putting in every day and know that there's a reason to have that confidence and to have her with me, you know, in Chile was just meant everything to me. Um, I was super nervous and you know, it was high intensity, but to have someone in my corner like that meant the whole world to me. That's that's amazing. That's, um, how do you guys divide the roles of coaching at, at Louisville? Like, is there a sprint focus for staff? Does Reed take the, 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 like, how do you guys divide it up? So Stephanie does like stroke and what well, we call it stroke, but it's just like middle distance. And I am sometimes. Um, Trevor is our sprint coach. Reed is our distance coach. Um, Nick Zorn also does sprint and breaststroke group. And then Arthur does IM and kind of bounces around to whatever group. Um, Did I miss anyone? Marcelo. Marcelo does. He's a volunteer. He does distance as well. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, they can all kind of do whatever. Sometimes I like to be funny and ask Reed if he'll like give me tips on something sprint just to be funny because he coaches distance. (laughs) I actually just learned about him. He had the fastest start in the NCAA back when he was swimming. I was like, what? Now he's a distance coach. So <laughs> Okay, but that's interesting. What's the what's what's one tip he gave you? <laughs> I'll just be like, oh, can you watch the start? Like tell me if you think it's good or whatever. And he'll just laugh and because he's never coached me in a practice because I yeah. would never do distance. <laughs> um but yesterday we were actually watching some we have these underwater cameras and Stephanie was helping me with it. He walked by and I was like, Reed, watch, tell me something. And um, he was just telling me the same thing Stephanie is telling me. But it's just funny just to get a different perspective that you don't normally hear it from. Because sometimes two people can say the same thing to you, but it'll just click differently. Yeah. When you hear someone different else. words. Yeah, totally. All right, John. All right. Next, we're going to get into some more predictions, but with NCAAs on our mind. Okay. All right. Boy. All right, Christy, what will win? What time will win the men's 100 back at NCAAs? She's in read the headlines, John. She's in follow the news. Oh, that's why I gave it to her. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to sound so stupid if I say something. We started off well. 40 is good. Yeah, 40 is good. (laughs) Okay, men's 100 free is like, what, 42? faster <laughs> 41 so i want to say like a 44 low 43 high yeah that's, that's not bad yeah, yeah. That's, that's good that's good good <laughs> yeah what will win the men's 53 at ncaa's oh that one's easy <laughs> Se- don't, 17 i'm going 17 17 nice, nice. gabby what will win the women's 100 back at NCAA's, what time? Ooh. I want to say like 48 something. Wow, again. 48 yeah. high, maybe. All right, that's good. Well, here's one you should know, Christy. What will win the women's 53 at NCAA's? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did they kick you 20 last year? I'd say like 20 point high, something. Nice. Something great. Something stupid. All right. 
So Gabby, um, years ago, I think 2004 was the last time on Olympic years, they did NCAA short course meters instead of short course yards. Should they return to doing short course meters at Olympic years? I'm already seeing a head shake. No, no, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Cause even that is not the same as long course meters. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> you could get a world record. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, they, they handed out a bunch of world records back in all four at NCs. It was pretty cool. Huh. That is cool. Yeah. yeah, I've only done short course meters one time at uh, the World Cup in IUPUI. Yeah, years ago, and I mean it didn't go well because I had literally never done that before. I didn't know my stroke count. Yeah. I didn't know anything. So definitely need to train it a little more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Christy. What are you most excited? What event at, excited to watch other than your own at women's NCAAs? Hmm. I think the two free. I mean, that race can just be so crazy fast that yeah. I think it's so exciting to watch. It's also so hard to swim. So like watching them do it, I'm like, thank God that's not me. <laughs> and then Gabby, other than Louisville, what team do you think will surprise or perform better than people are thinking? at women's NCAAs? That's a good question. <laughs> Maybe you. Ohio State. Um, yeah. I just really like all the Ohio State girls, and they have a lot of really fast girls, so I always find it interesting when they're ranked lower. Um, but, you know, I just – I'm a stan of them, so I'll go Ohio State. All right, so you guys, uh, I'm going to talk about world championships that have start tomorrow for the audience again in Doha. Uh, first of all, uh, do you guys have any friends or, 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 cl or close, maybe teammates who are there who you're really looking forward to seeing them perform on world stage? Yeah, we have several of our men's team and like our professionals that are there. Yeah, that's good. So are, are you guys going to watch it at all? Are you excited for it? How do world championships feel this year, this particular world championships to you two? Because, um, because not many people are showing up, the Olympic year, the timing, what have you. How do you guys yeah. feel about it? Are you excited for it, you know, perspective? I'm excited for everyone to swim. Um, it's hard. It's going to be hard to watch since it's at, like, like our friend is swimming at 2 a.m. And sorry, I'm not yeah. waking up to watch that. But yeah. I think it's kind of hard with the, the timing, but also, like, kind of works because they just kind of ride out taper a little bit for ACCs more. Um, okay. We only yeah. have men's team members there, so I'm not really sure how they did that, to be honest. But <laughs> I think it'll still be a fast meet, but it's definitely difficult if you're a collegiate swimmer to balance that and coming back for ACC's time difference is going to be huge for them when they get back. No, so, for sure. So. Uh, I, yeah, I wonder how, how do you feel about the value that a, this particular world championship would bring. Meaning some people are saying this should be an asterisk next to you winning a world championship because not everybody's showing up to this meet. Uh, and some people are saying that's bullshit. It's world championships. Like who shows up on the day is the winner of the day. Uh, and I'm, I lean towards that perspective. How do you guys feel about that? Like you show up to uh, NCAAs, all of a sudden the, the best swimmers in the world just got sick that week. You still win the championship. How do you feel about that? Like you, who wins on the day? The value associated with yeah, it. I agree with yeah. I agree with what you're saying, especially in a sport yeah. like swimming. You can have the fastest time in the nation, but if you don't do it that day, you're not right. the winner. 
So I, yeah. I think it's just about showing up and doing it that me at that session at that day that makes you the yeah. winner. Yeah. And it can be unfortunate if you're the other person, but you know, you just have to come show up when it matters. Agreed. And then the ultimate test of that is the Olympic trials and you're both agreeing, right? Um, you know, that's, uh, that, that's, that happens. You're going to get back in your training and then go over to Indiana. Um, how are you preparing for the trials? What, what do you guys, you know, when do you switch a long course? How much of that of that has been a focus in your training right now? Or are you going to deal with it after NCs? Just talk about your perspective leading up for trials. We train long course all throughout the year, which I think is super valuable. Oh. Almost all of our morning practices are long course. Um, so that's something that we don't just focus on in the summer. Um, and I think helps our short course training as well. Yeah. But I definitely felt like the pressure the second we had our first practice in 2024, like it's an Olympic year. Like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But ultimately it's just another meet. Um, the training, the preparation is the same as every other meet. It's just, you know, Olympic trials. But I think viewing it like that is the healthiest way to do it and not putting too much pressure on anything. It's just another meet, which is what we do every time it's time to go. Christy, same, yeah. Is it, is it your first trials, Christy? Um, so I actually went to wave one trials. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm excited to experience the real thing. Um, yeah. And just kind of taking it all in again, just being grateful. Um, and yeah, like Gabby said, it's just another meet. It may be my last one meet ever. So I think just appreciating every moment, especially moments with teammates. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, I, I got, I got your last meet ever. I mean, does that ever cross your mind? Like, you know, like, like, how do you deal with you're standing on the blocks and you realize, you know, in, in 24 seconds, long course, answer Christy, your life can change from now. Like, you know, where it's at. How, how do you go into that, that mindset yourself? You've been swimming five years at the college scene. How are you doing that? You're like, oh, well, whatever happens, happens. Or you're like, I'm on the wall and this is it. I'm going to give it my all. That's too much pressure for me. I'm not going to think about it. How do you approach the, those big events? I've actually talked to our sports psychologist about this because huh. I was just thinking about like how NCAAs is going to be my last one and that's going to be super yeah. emotional, but I still want to perform. Um, and I think it's just not trying to block it, but accepting how I feel and then just still giving it my all, like you said, like just focusing on how I'm going to execute my race, not dwelling on it too much that it's my last one and really just kind of taking a sense of gratitude again and being like, this is the last uh, not the last chance but like i get to do this with the people yeah. i love yeah being appreciative for where i'm at and all i've accomplished so it's definitely not easy but something i work on yeah it's grounded yeah i remember big tens was my last meet and i, I knew it going in that that was going to be the last time i swam and you know i don't know i i had a great meet probably the best meet of my life and it made me almost reconsider you know going to trials and, and whatnot but i was like you know i don't know there was just a weight lifted off and it was just like all right hey this is the last one no pressure just rip it and like i said i think it worked out for me but everyone is different you know whether it's beneficial knowing it's your last race or last meet going in where others, you know, don't want to be thinking about that the whole time. So I think uh, it's great that, like you said, you're talking to the sports psych and having a game plan because it can be a, a mix of emotions, especially at such a big meet, like an Olympic trials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And definitely knowing like NCAA is the last race we're all going to swim together is our four free relay. 
So yeah, he had uh-huh. to kind of visualize that and what I would feel. And there were some tears shed. So I feel like it's better to like practice that before. So I'm not, cr- well, I can cry after I swim, but obviously I don't want to be crying on the block. <laughs> it's such a different mindset, the two meets that we're talking about. The two of the fastest meets ever in the world, NCs and, and trials. But, you know, NCs, like you guys said, you got to swim for, not for yourself. You, you got to swim for other people. So, you know, you have a shitty race. You still have to come out and smile and support your teammates. You got to get ready for them. You know, you, you split had a bad split in the relay. The next one, you got to make sure you make that adjustment. There's no time for that. That so all poor me. But trials is the opposite. You know, trials, it, it, it's completely about the focus and, and you have to have that. So it, it's a real dynamic. And I, and I see how you guys are on deck. I see the, the camaraderie the team has when you guys are cheering for each other and the tears. You know, Arthur goes crazy with you guys, you know. It, it, how do you balance the two? How do you make sure that you're swimming for yourself or you're swimming for other people at these two different meets? You guys thought about that? I think yeah. at Olympic trials too, and just like summer meets in general, while you're not necessarily swimming for the points or you know for the team in that sense, it is still for your team. And I think yeah. for me too, a big thing is like for my program and like for the university that I represent, like yeah. while I'm not scoring Louisville like I'm still representing Louisville I still want to perform well for you know my coaches for the staff for everything in that sense so while it isn't for the team it is still for the team in my heart so I feel like it it is a balance but it's kind of the same thing yeah I hear you yeah how how hard is it to go ahead Christy sorry you're fine I I feel the same way like summer swimming you just kind of have to at least for me, it means so much more when I'm doing it for the team. So that's something I brought into the summer mindset is I'm still doing it for the team, even though it's a little more individual. How, how hard is it to crash the pads at your 50 free, destroy your, your fingers, look up, great time, and then have to make this symbol? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, we can do it in our sleep. Yeah. I, so the, for, for the get audience who's listening, we're making the Louisville symbol, which describe it. It's it's like the Star Trek Spock, yet you drop two down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a like peace sign together and then your thumb sticks out. It's just an L. It's not that easy. It's, a, hey, it's an L, I know. But I can't <laughs> imagine. All right, John, you're getting us on the training they're doing? <laughs> um, and before we do, what is the origin behind it? The L, as in, how long has that been around? Any yeah, idea? The L's like this, you know. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Hopefully, um, I don't know the origin, but we moved here when I was a baby, and it's been yeah. that way my entire life. There's literally yeah. pictures of me as like a fetus, and I'm doing the L. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'd have to look it up to find the origin, but it's been around for many. I many think years. it's just like through the university too. Like, it's it's our symbol. I don't know. Excellent. Um, now, like Luke said, we're going to get into some some training here. And uh, Carolyn Barrett, another uh, teammate that you guys mentioned, I believe, um, wants to know what's the hardest set you've ever done at practice, Christy? Um, for me, it's training trip. We do long course 5100s on a descending interval. And then the last 10 are just all out. Um, and that set just takes so much like mental focus, because if you get too far ahead of yourself, then you panic and it's just doesn't go well so I think you just really have to take it one at a time 
And by the end of it, like your arms are dying and everything hurts, but still got to push through. So that's probably the hardest one for me. Mine would have to be the fly butterfly challenge set that we do on training trip. And it's, it's kind of evolved every year just as we're trying to figure out what makes the most sense, but it's essentially like 30 100s butterfly broken up differently. Um, and it's not really that challenging from an interval standpoint or from a yardage standpoint, just solely from the fact that it's that much butterfly and you start the first one and it already hurt. It's like 150 butterfly hurts. So it's just like you start and you know how much more of that you have to do. It's, it's definitely more of a mental challenge than anything else, but I mean, I do it all the years without fail and the confidence that that set gives me behind the block for a hundred fly, like, cannot be replicated so it's a challenge but it's worth it for sure yeah i forgot what guest told us that the mindset that they have for competitions that competition is a celebration of all the hard work that they put in that's how they go in there like you know you've done that that's just now and celebrate and sure it is that 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 kind of set gives you confidence right 51 31 fly that that gets you ready that's suffering <laughs> i should say yeah our Coach Stephanie, one of the things she says is that your brain is on in practice, like you're thinking about stuff in practice, so that when it's time to compete, she's going to get a charger. You turn your brain off, and at that yeah. point, you know, you don't have to think about it because you've done it a million times in practice. That at that point, mm -hmm. it's just muscle memory, like you know what to do. So, your brain should be on in practice, but it should be off in the meet. So, that's something that Stephanie says to us a lot. Gabby, earlier you mentioned being inspired by other teammates. What's an example of either a, a practice or just something a, another teammate did that really impressed you or inspired you during practice? Um, the first like thing that comes to mind is Lucy Maribin. She's one of our freshmen, mm -hmm. and she's just a dog in practice. Like she is a killer. Like she'll beat literally all of us all day. So I think just watching her do any practice. We race a lot of the times for our VO2 sets, which are just like our fast practices. Um, and it's really fun to race with her. And she encourages me and motivates me because I'm like, I can't get beat by this freshman. Like, come on now. Uh, so I'd have to go with Lucy. Christy, how about you? Anything come to mind? Yeah, um, definitely still thinking of 2450s. I swam in the same lane as Kim Herkel. And I don't know anything about breaststroke, but I know she was holding some crazy fast times and super consistent on every single one. So not that we swim the same thing, but that was definitely inspiring to me. I want to, I want to get into the, what you guys mentioned earlier. So I was a sprinter and we had a lane for the sprinters that you had to earn your right to get in that lane. And we were a-holes about it. Like we, we, one guy serrated the edges of the paddles so that if you came on, you like, it, it was like that bad. Like, you know, like you had to earn your spot in our lane to do it. Um, but, it, but it just brought us together, the four or five like, true sprinters. And you talked about the sprint sisters, sprint sisters. What is it? Talk about that and the camaraderie you guys have, you know, the number of you. Let's get into that and why that's so important. And as a sprinter, I feel it. I feel that connection. Like, yeah, it's something special about it. You know? Yeah, it's the princesses, which is just a play on the word like princess, but we're the yeah. princess. Yeah, um, I don't even remember. We created that last year, but there's about like six or seven of us in the sprint group. 
I kind of bounce around from stroke and sprint just because of my two fly background. Um, but it's just a fun group. Like we just have a lot of fun. I guess we have a lot more time on the walls than like stroke groups. So we can actually like talk and make jokes and be happy. (laughs) 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 I just think it's, it's just fun. And we do a lot, you know, less, maybe less volume than the other groups, but it's a lot more focused to the specifics of the 50 free or the 50 of whatever stroke. And I think that, you know, we have to be locked in a little bit more than you would in a 200 fly practice, just because mm-hmm. it's such small things that you're working on, but we just have a lot of fun with it. And, you know, it's all my bestie. So it's a great time. You know, it's, it's something about the 53 and I used to coach a 53. It's like, so we, we, we go to a different place. I felt like I had, I wasn't always ready to truly sprint. I didn't have a ready for that extra you know, level 11 that, that sprinters dig into. Cause you know, you know, you go fast and like, yeah, but that wasn't it. And Mm -hmm. I think it like, it took like a mental space. It it took a rest for you to go beyond what you thought the speed was, you know, that's what I thought being a sprinter. Do you guys feel like that? Like there's a reason why we need to relax and calm and get that rest. Cause we take the body somewhere where it's not supposed to go, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think Trevor's done a really good job. I think, we have more rest and sprint focused stuff. Sorry. Yeah, that's all good. More rest and sprint focused stuff um, this year in comparison to last year. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much rest. But now I've just been able to like push my body so much more. And, you know, it's taxing, especially on your legs. So, I mean, you couldn't just rep out 50 freeze continuously at your highest performance. So the rest is definitely necessary. And, and I think you have to understand rip out 50 frees in our mind is different to how other people might think rip out a 50 free is like to do a true sprint 50 free. It, it takes something out like a year of my life. Sometimes it feels like, like it's really hard. Um, but you, but to me, a 200 fly does that Gabby. I mean, the Alberos are known for 200 fly as we know from Nick, but talk about that whole paradox to me, 200 fly 50 free. What's going on there? How do you juggle the training for the two, the mindset competition? What's going on? Yeah. Is it just a show Nick up? That's what it is. <laughs> my, year, uh, my three events were 50 free and then 100 fly and two fly. And then we've since shifted from that. I did like one 100 free my sophomore year and we were like, wait, that's actually better. So then I thought I was done with two fly forever, but that was silly on my part because they keep throwing me in it at every dual meet. Um, but I won't swim that at, that won't be my third event at NCAs or ACC. So it's just kind of a fun event for me, which is not true because it's not actually fun, but fun in the sense that I don't take it as seriously as my other three, but I train Mondays. Um, Mondays I do the stroke group, which is two fly focused. And like I said before, I just feel like it's really prepared me for the hundred to have that endurance. But then Thursday nights I do the sprint 50 group. So it's a good balance. And you know, when I'm in the 200 fly group, sometimes I'll alter the set to do like, if it's, four of them at 200 pace. I'll do like two at 200 pace and then one at 100 pace or something. Stephanie has really given me the power to kind of alter it how I see fit to me because, you know, it's not a one size fits all. So that's been really nice. And I know it's not traditional to do like 200 five pace as a sprinter, but mm. I just found that that's what works for me and instills confidence in me. What Which race, the 53 or the 200 fly 
do you prefer to swim because you know your goal is to execute the perfect race plan and um, which one gets you more nervous and you find it more difficult to get up to race for I think to fly just because it is so long and difficult, but in the same breath, you know, 53, you make one small mistake and, you know, cost you the whole thing versus to fly. There's a lot of things that add up and you can come back from, you know, missing a wall or so-and-so. They're just different kind of nerves, but you definitely have to be in the right mindset for each of them. And that's a challenge in and of itself as well. Oh, Gabby, I can relate. I had some 200 fly, 400 free relay uh, doubles that are a a tough one to to get back to. So I can relate to that. (laughs) All right. We're going to finish up here with some rapid fire questions for both of you. Christy, what's the hardest race in swimming? 53. Gabby? 4 a.m. Gabby, Olympic gold or world record? Olympic gold. Christy? Olympic gold. Do you pee in the pool? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this was submitted by a teammate. 800 IM or 500 fly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. On my club team, we used to actually do 800 IMs. And, like, once you finish the fly, it's, like, whatever. So, I'd go with 800 Yeah, IM. yeah I agree. Come here. <laughs> then you just float. All right. Um, for those that don't know, Arthur is Gabby's dad and, and the head coach of Louisville Swimming. But we want to know, Christy, what would it be like if your parents coached the Louisville Swim team? <laughs> um, I think I'd probably quit. <laughs> <laughs> In the nicest way. No, I'm really grateful for my parents. But growing up, my mom was definitely like, you have to do this in practice. Like, um, just definitely like wanting me to reach my full potential, which I'm really grateful for. I wouldn't be here without, but I think that would be a little too intense if not everything went perfect at every practice. So (laughs) it would be something. Oh yeah. All right, Gabby. Ella wants to know what's your favorite song to listen to during practice. Lately it's been whip my hair by Willow Smith. Um, (laughs) Just a fire song. (laughs) Everyone knows the words. Everyone wants to dance. You want to shake your head a little bit with your hair. It's got to be it. Sweet. Christy, any songs? Um, I like Telephone by Lady Gaga. That one just always hits. All right. Now, you don't have to say any names here. I throw anyone under the bus. But what's the strangest superstition or pre-race ritual you've seen a teammate do or follow? I have one. You don't have to have a teammate. Could be anyone that you see at meets. But like I said, you don't have to name names here. <laughs> name the names. <laughs> Is this the one about the lotion? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't like to put lotion on, like, at meets at all. Even after like you shave your legs, whatever. People generally put lotion on after you shave. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't on a meet, yes, I would do that. But at meets, I just, my whole life, I've just never put lotion on at meets, except for my face. That's fine. Oh, another thing she does and some other girls on the team as well is they will not take their cap off the entire dual meet, which like, I don't understand. As soon as I get out of the pool, it's off my head. So I don't understand how they do that. But she said it feels weird, whatever. Just once I situate it and, you know, I have a lot of hair. Once I get the bun right, I don't it until I'm done. <laughs> All right. Is it okay to wear clear goggles? 
if that's what you're into, sure. <laughs> Gabby, do you ever touch the wall with just one hand on fly or breast turns? No. Should have practiced that. Naya, Naya. Maybe it's a breast stroke, but not, never a butterfly. <laughs> If either of you had your dream NIL deal with any company, who would it be with? Hmm. I actually answered this one on another podcast with my friend Paige McCormick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said Steve Madden. They have like shoes and little mm-hmm. purses. I have like a mini purse collection for some reason. I just can't stop buying little tiny purses that hold nothing. But they have like the most beautiful little purses. So I would have to say Steve Madden. I would say either Lonely Ghost or Free People or clothing brands and create some really nice stuff. So, Which swimmer has a stroke that you tried to emulate? <laughs> like anyone out there? Anyone of all time. Like for fun or like we tried to... <laughs> not like one we like to play this game oh we, I mean like me. <laughs> we're all at the end of you know warm down or something I'll be like alright guess who I am and I'll just try to like do different people's strokes and that one's always funny but the one I think of is Kaylee Wheeler she was on our team a couple years ago she was a breaststroker one of my really good friends and I mean, I think her breaststroke is pretty normal, but there's just something about it that's like, oh, that's Kaylee's breaststroke. And that's the one I feel like I do a lot of the time. And I'll be like, guess who? And everyone's like, Kaylee. <laughs> Gabby, what's one thing about Christie's sprint freestyle technique that you really admire? You like? I was going to say change. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I, I think our strokes are really similar, honestly. Yeah. But I think she has a good, like, entry and, like, the setup of the stroke is really strong, which is yeah. honestly, like, the most important part. So I've always thought that was good. And the, and the reverse, Christy, what do, we, what do you like about Gabby's 53? It could be a start, a breakout, her mindset, anything, a stroke, a technique, anything? Hmm. Definitely mindset and, oh, her turn, like, she's – so quick in and out of the wall, getting her feet over. So that's actually something I watch and try to do. (laughs) That's cool. All right. Now, most importantly, do you two do social kick? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? They did the wall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like because we're in different groups on different nights, like we never really have the opportunity, but on Wednesdays, yeah, for sure. And on on our recovery day, we'll have like sometimes if the coaches are feeling happy that day, we'll have like a hundred social kick, and we'll have a specific question that we have to answer, and like we might have yeah. to you know switch partners each time or something. So I'm sure we've kicked our good amount of times together. I like it. All right, Gabby and Christy, thanks for joining us here on this episode of Social Kick. We wish you two the best of luck moving into ACCs, NCAAs, and Olympic trials, and hope Louisville continues to move up those ranks. Thank you so much for having us. All right, right, everyone, thank you for listening. This is another episode of Social Kick. You can follow us at Social Kick Swim on social media, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us.
If you're enjoying Social Kick, tell your friends about it, and be sure to tell us what you liked by leaving a comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Social Kick, and you can find all of our content on our website at thesocialkick.com.